I have the very best seat in the house right there watching the children and their faces when Pastor Squirt Blossom is doing the children's time. <clears throat> I just love that. The Advent season, we're calling this year's theme A Time for Each of Us and hoping that you will really engage in the story of Christmas this year. That it's not just the story about Mary who was pregnant, but each of us can experience a pregnancy of hope. It was not just the people in the desert who needed to hear John's preaching, that each of us is heavy with sin. That we are like the shepherds out in the fields, and the angel says to us, fear not. Today, I hope you will hear something about your name as we speak about the name of Jesus. Let me share with you several texts, only one of which has to do specifically with the Christmas story. I'll read brief snippets of, the, of these texts. You may want to read the whole thing afterwards. From Luke and Matthew and Philippians. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus. The name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And a few years later, now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized, a voice came from heaven saying, You are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And once when Jesus was praying alone with only the disciples near him, he asked them, Who do other people say that I am? And they gave him answers. And then he said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, you are the Messiah of God. And then sometime later, eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John. And they went up on the mountain to pray. From the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. And then from the story of the crucifixion. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. Now when the centurion and those with him were keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified, and he said, truly this man was God's son. And then a few years later, Paul, reflecting on who this person was and is, said, therefore God also exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. You have heard the ancient story. The name of Jesus. It is perhaps like any other name. Hearts have thrilled at the name. Armies have cowered. 
The history of Western civilization is dependent upon that name. Souls have been saved. The name of Jesus. Jesus. Before he was even conceived in the womb of an Israeli teenager named Mary, he was named. And that name has been changing the world ever since. Jesus. But where did the name Jesus come from? I don't want to burst your balloon here just three days before Christmas, But this isn't really what the angel said. When we read in Matthew's birth story that the angel said to Joseph, she will bear a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus just doesn't fit there. You see, names meant something. They were not just given as a family reference. Sons were not just named for their fathers, though that was a custom, a stronger custom in that patriarchal society than in ours. And for Joseph not to name his son with his own name was unusual. Names meant something. You might remember the prophet Hosea who married a prostitute named Gomer as a living example to the nation. The people of Israel had been unfaithful to God as Gomer had been unfaithful. But just as God remains faithful, Hosea said, I will be faithful. And when they had children, they named the first two of them Lo-Ruhamah, which means not pity. The people of Israel did not deserve God's pity. And the second they named Lo-Ami, which means not my people, because the people were not acting like God's people. Yet in Hosea, God showed divine pity, and despite their faithlessness, God still called them my people. Lo-Ruhamah became Ruhamah, pity. And lo, Ami became Ami, my people. Names meant something. So when the angel says, this child will save his people, the name that was given for this baby meant that. Yehoshua, Yeshua, Joshua. You shall call his name Joshua, for through him, Yehu will Shua. Yehoshua, God will save. That is what the name means. That is the name that was given by the angel Joshua. The Old Testament, which was written in Hebrew and Aramaic, the languages of ancient Israel, was translated into Greek around the second century before Christ. And in that translation, the name Joshua became Jesus. I could tell you exactly why, but you don't want to know. You know, one language to another language, this vowel got dropped, this vowel got picked up. 
Joshua became Jesus. Twice in the New Testament, we read the name Joshua referring to the Old Testament man, Joshua, but the Greek actually has the word Jesus. In Acts chapter 7, having received the tabernacle, our fathers under Joshua, you remember the story, our fathers under Joshua brought it to them, but if you read this in Greek, it says our fathers under Jesus, Jesus. And in Hebrews chapter 4, for if Joshua had given them rest, but if you read it in Greek, it says, if Jesus, Jesus, Jesus means Joshua. Jesus is the anglicized form of Jesus, which is the Greek form of Joshua. It's like all the immigrants who come to this country and have to take a new name because the, their given name in their native tongue just doesn't translate. What you need to remember when you hear the Christmas story is that the name Jesus derives from a theophoric name. There's a 25-cent word for you. Theophoric, theos, theology. It's a name that has the name of God in it. Joshua. Yeshua, Yehu, God. Shua will save. Jesus, Joshua, God saves. The name was important. Before he was even conceived, he was named. One who saves. And as we trace his story, his life confirms that naming in his baptism. You are my son, the beloved. And with his disciples, Peter answered him, I say that you are the Messiah of God. And on that mountaintop, which we call the Mount of Transfiguration, that voice, this is my son, my chosen. And when he was crucified, the centurion responsible for his execution said, truly this man was God's son. His life was so inspiring, his death so transfixing, his resurrection so transforming that as a developing church tried to understand, its first missionary who had been converted by the living power of Jesus made bold his proclamation. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The name that is above every name, Jesus. One who saves. May it be so.
Why are you here? You know you've got so much you need to be doing. Maybe I'm just speaking my truth. I got so much I need to be doing. Why are we here? I think we are here because something in us needs to hear the story again. We don't get tired of it, do we? We can't wait to get to these texts that are so rich and important for us and to our story about the birth of Jesus. And so we come here when we have so much to do because we need to hear it just one more time. We're talking about names today, and so many times in Scripture, names are not given, especially women often are not named. But in reading through the text for today from the first chapter of Luke's gospel, the angel gets a name, Gabriel. The father gets a name, Joseph, son of David. The mother even gets a name, Mary. And the baby gets named, Jesus. And he gets a lot of other names to go with it. From Luke's Gospel. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed. I mean, that's the understatement of the century, isn't it? She was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great. And will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. Do you know the story of your own birth? Have you been told how you got your name? Hugely important events in everyone's life, your own birth narrative and your own naming story. I wonder if that's part of the reason that we love this Jesus story so much each year. Here we are at the fourth Sunday of Advent, just three days before Christmas, and the beloved angel Gabriel makes an announcement to Mary. It's big news. You're going to have a baby, and we've already got the name picked out for you. 
I guess the angel thought that that was the least they could do is handle this one hassle for Mary. She was going to have a lot on her mind in the next nine months. So the least they could do was go ahead and name the child Jesus or God saves. How did you get your name? And what does it mean? My name means beloved. My name was really a mistake. I was a huge surprise to my parents and not at all a welcomed surprise. (laughs) My brother was a freshman in college. My sister was a sophomore in high school. And just six years prior to my birth, I had another sister who died of cancer at the age of three. About the last thing that my parents wanted was another child. The thoughts of risking going through that kind of pain again was more than they could bear. But there was my mother, great with child, hoping for the best, but scared to death. I remember her telling me how she sat on the end porch trying to figure out how to tell my father with her head in her hands, crying. Somehow one day during this pregnancy, it fell to my mother to take my grandmother, her mother-in-law, to a doctor's appointment for my grandmother. My grandmother's name was Laura Lois Adair Jacks, but everybody called her Polly. Let's not ask questions, because I don't know why. Let's just go with it. My Polly, as the children called her, had all these names, Laura, Lois, Polly. So when she arrived to the doctor's appointment and checked in at the little window and they asked for her name, which name would she give? We all sit on the edge of our seats wondering. Mrs. A.B. Jacks. You see, my grandfather's name was Alexander Bell Jacks, but everybody called him A.B., and the grandchildren called him Daddy B. So my Polly gave her name as the feminine form of her husband's name, Mrs. A.B. Jacks. So my mother, who was great with child and trying to be full of hope but still scared to death, found her place with my grandmother in the waiting room. They waited for my grandmother's name to be called. They waited and they waited and they waited. And finally, the nurse came to the door and said, Amy Jacks, the doctor is ready to see you now. You see, somehow in that receptionist's ears, A.B. Jacks sounded like Amy Jacks. And my name was born because my mother like the sound of it. A few months later, I was given my grandmother's maiden name as my middle name, Amy Adair Jacks. And while I was and am far from the perfect child, I've heard my father tell at least a thousand times how I saved their lives. I somehow brought a measure of healing to their broken places. 
never fully whole and certainly forever changed after the death of my sister, yet with a new baby there was hope again and some peace and certainly some joy and a baby always brings with it love. They had already learned to live again before I was born. But something about this new addition to the family, as upset and scared and worried as they were, they found out that with my arrival, it was a whole new life with a college student exploring his independence and a teenage daughter living out her high school days and a brand new baby. Amy Adair Jacks is the name my parents gave me but the angels had already given me my God-given name, Child of God. If you don't know the story of how you got your name, try to find it out. It is interesting. But in case you don't know and don't have anyone to ask and never will find out how you got named your name, allow me to tell you about your naming story. It probably is pretty similar to the way that Jesus was named. The angel Gabriel told Mary, you will name him Jesus. And then the angel Gabriel went on to explain, but some will call him son of the most high and others will know him as son of God. And then throughout the gospels, we hear references to Jesus' name being Emmanuel, beloved Messiah, chosen, morning star, day spring, good shepherd, master, savior, prince of peace, mighty God, everlasting father, wonderful counselor, lily of the valley. We all have lots of names. But there's only one name that really matters. Laura, Lois, Adair, Jax, Polly. But you can just remember her as a child of God. Alexander, Bell, Jax, A.B. But you can just call him child of God. My name was handed down to me from that same family inheritance that was rooted all the way back to Jesus himself. Amy, Adair, Jax, Dean, beloved child of God. We should love this Christmas story from Luke, not just for the sentimentality of it all, but because in the retelling of the birth of Jesus, we catch a glimpse of what God is doing in the world for each of us. In the naming of Jesus, we hear our very own name called. For all who seek to follow in his way, we get to claim his name as our very own. Each one of us. He is known as child of God. And so am I. And so are you. This Christmas, let us, each one of us, 
live up to our name as well as he lived up to his. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious God, we pray this day for people who think that their name is loser. We pray for people this day who have been told so often that they are good for nothing that they have come to believe that that is their God-given name. We pray for all of those this day who think that their name is scum of the earth, ugly, low life, stupid, nobody, sorry. We pray for all people this day who think that their names are words that are inappropriate for every time and every place. Somehow, O oh God, help us to greet each of your children with the name that originated from Jesus himself, beloved child of God. If we can call each other by that name, and if we can call ourselves by that name, surely Christmas will come. Amen.